0: Recorded during the plague year 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we go over one minute of Robert Wise's all-too-timely 1971 techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of tvdads.com.
1: And I'm Rory Elward, a military technical advisor for the film and television industry. Aren't you excited?
0: I'm <laughs> Very excited, especially in a minute like this. This is, uh, oh gosh, this is... Hollywood actors being all military. Um,
1: I, um, I worked with Tim Matheson years ago, who's, who's best known as Otter in Animal House. And he was an actor in the sixties and seventies and joined the Army Reserve to uh, avoid being in the draft. And he told me he uh, wore a hairnet when he went to uh, drill because, I mean, he you know played all these roles and you know as a as a sixties you know seventies kid and. Uh, it's, his gunnery sergeant let him wear a hairnet under his helmet. Uh, wow. Tim is a great guy, by the way. You know, sometimes you work and you work in the industry and you meet people and you kind of thought they'd be really cool and then you're disappointed. But Tim was a very cool guy to work
0: with. Oh, that's that's neat. Wow. He, uh, of I, I think of uh, gosh, uh, my three sons is you know he was the fourth or he was the first of the fourth. Three sons. Yeah. Uh, um, wow. Well, we're we're here. We're back in the we're back in the Utah desert, and uh, we have a we have a fellow standing in front of a, a tape recorder at attention. Yeah. And he's standing at attention forever.
1: Yeah. Which is like normally like when the guy gets close, you come to attention and you salute. He's standing there at attention for the whole
0: time. It's like yeah. Dude, relax. This is his first two-star general. <laughs> Uh, um is he doing it right? Yeah, he's he's fine. It's
1: just it, it's it's he, he looks like a guy who uh like that's his whole thing is like and you salute. So that's all he has to do. You know, yeah. He's just like you're not you're <laughs> not you're not actually a part of what's happening. You're just here to salute.
0: He's he's sitting in the audience watching the uh, watching the premiere. He goes, "Here comes my big scene." <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, like he has well,
1: he has no dialogue. He's just, you know,
0: I'm going to play this one for all it's worth. This is best supporting, supporting actor. Um, and the radio guy is like, I'm busy now. Um,
1: yeah. well, he's, you know, if, if you're actually working, nobody minds. I mean, he's got the headphones on and everything like that. And he's obviously doing, uh, you know, important work for the Republic, but, but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. but do not interrupt guys. the DJ. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm
1: going to lay down some hits. Um, um yeah, just watching these watching I mean it's yeah, it, this whole scene is a mess.
0: It's it's just yeah. wow. My my it, we get to the best part at at second 9 here in minute 93. Um we get the four four guys that seem to be wearing four different styles or you know, ways of wearing a uniform or coverall or whatever whatever they're wearing. It's very
1: Everybody's uh, in the M65 field jacket. And yeah. and the guy on the left is <laughs> He's like fifty, and he's a lieutenant. Lieutenant, he's, he's yeah. Not not really thriving in his career.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't gonna let go of his uh, Cesar Romero mustache, no matter <laughs> what.
1: <laughs> or, or get a haircut for that. Yeah. So yeah, he's <laughs> he's doing his thing. I mean, you know, you've you've, you've got you know Mancheck there, uh, who's probably related to Banachek at some level. Yeah. Um, but Mancheck has got his collar up because you know he's got a concert after this. Yeah. So. Um, and then, and then the general whose whose insignia somehow is not knitted together on his hat, They're like like you were promoted twice. That's good boy. Good boy. Wow, yeah. I'm a Yeah. And and you know his collar's all over the place. Well, not you know, not up. And then and then his pal, who ostensibly would be his his military aide, you know, he's he's just soup sandwich. So it's yeah it's yeah he's great. Um,
0: well, he found out he was the general's attaché, and then that he he thought that meant attaché case. So that's what he's carrying. <laughs> and, um,
1: and they're all listening. You know, it's like, hey, it it almost looks like they've all come over to somebody's house to listen to you know real to real tape. Yes, yeah, I mean it's it has that impromptu play date feel to it.
0: Laying laying down some hot tunes. Um, but it, we've <laughs> this is the left channel. This is the right channel, what? and. Uh, We've got apparently Philroy was here. The guy, the radio operator, is Lieutenant Philroy.
1: And it's like, why is he a second lieutenant? I mean, this this guy would actually be a technician, you know, probably in E six or above who actually knew what he was doing, not some lieutenant. They said, "Hey, you know how to operate this thing?" <laughs> uh,
0: he's, he's yeah. Twenty years later, he'd be running the PowerPoint. Uh, yeah, he's exactly. The AV guy at the back of the at the back of the room. Um, and they're they're all listening to apparently very cleaned up uh ready to ready to run uh real to real with the the world's biggest speaker that you can hear everybody's listening to. Um we get we get the the, the playback from Albuquerque Center who's talking to uh uh Air Force five six one and uh we're getting I don't know who directed the audio part of this but the the pilot Yeah <laughs> it's it sounded like uh you know Theodore Cleaver checking in. <laughs> it's just
1: I, buddy, how did you get in the Air Force? Let alone be a
0: pilot? You know, I keep on thinking of uh, uh, of Sully Sullenberger, who would, you know, when he grabbed the microphone, the only thing he said to the crew was "brace for impact," yeah. and he was, you know, he was large and in charge, and you know, Chuck Yeager types. And this guy's yeah. like, "I feel funny." I feel funny. <laughs> you know
1: it's it's uh you know you 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 know you read the right stuff and you and you get that that whole idea of like everybody's trying to be as laconic as possible when everything's going to hell and then you have this guy who's just <laughs> not buying into that like nope nope i'm not that guy i'm i'm not the cool guy i'm i'm the guy who got like beat up and stuffed in a locker in high school who became a jet pilot that's this yeah.
0: Guy. yeah that makes sense that he you know, it um but and oh gosh, there's so many things in this minute. I just, I, it, it, words fail. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it, the, and you know we just heard everything rubber is, everything rubber is coming apart. Everything's right. falling apart, and the general, is it, going through this whole, um, uh, Kubler Ross <laughs> stages of. No, it's a fluke. It's we're going to go into yeah, heavy it's denial. A it's a, still he's still going yeah. on. He's. He must've said it's a fluke 30 times from now they flew here from Vandenberg air force base to Southeastern Utah in a helicopter. Yeah. Which must've taken three hours. I mean, you can't really, that's not a, that's not an easy trip.
1: They had to refuel to get
0: there. Yeah.
1: That, that's how far it is. They would have had to stop and refuel.
0: Yeah. Once. It's like, you know, ah, oh, gosh. So they, you know, went to Vegas and then went here and it's, it's very yeah. And and still you know, and, and Sparks must have said fluke at least forty times while they were in the air talking about this. Oh, you know, what do you think? What do you think? That's a fluke and uh why does he need to be there? That's the other part of this I don't understand. Why well I mean he's, he needs to be there so they can do more exposition, but it it doesn't make sense why you would have a general on site at this thing. I would think that no. the people that knew what they were doing, the crash investigators um, you know, materials analysts, whatever right. whatever the Air Force has, they go. They right. prepare a report and get it back to Sparks. Sparks doesn't need to be on the ground, no. ask asking questions.
1: And 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 the only the only plausible explanation is that he's there to say it's a fluke. <laughs> <Because>, yes, <Yeah. laughs> you know, if if this really is, um, you know, the 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 conspiracy, they're sort of painting it out to be with, you know, putting putting paper and ringers and stuff like that then 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 his job is probably to come out here and say
0: that. yeah and the, the idea that it's okay it's an air force crash this was an air force plane that went down right and it's an air force operation yes. so meanwhile you have an army general telling the air force what to do yeah. and this is before like joint i mean there are joint operations but yeah. not like not like that back then i would think if anything, there'd be an Air Force general to, or at least a colonel telling Mancheck what to do.
1: Yeah, there's 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 no rhyme or reason to any of the, I mean, in the whole film, there's no rhyme or reason to all the. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, the the military's there for decoration and to you know continue this plot of you know the government. But I mean, there's no, um,
0: yeah, I mean, they,
1: nothing nothing on the military side happens in any fashion that it would in real life.
0: Yeah, I, I just trying to think of like nineteen seventy doing a coordination between the army and the air force at this level is absurd as far as as far as I can tell from military history. Um, there, you know, other than joint air support on a on a ground operation, sure. but uh, yeah, I uh, mean,
1: there's there's coordination, but I mean, the question is why why the army? Yeah, I mean, and and you know, the other thing is it's the first infantry division. They're in Kansas. <laughs> oh, why Why is this guy
0: why are you here i mean is other is than his... to
1: other than to scowl as eloquently as he does at minute at, at second 16
0: yeah oh yeah he's perfect i mean he's the perfect frowny face i mean that's yeah. he's almost an emoticon yeah. um yeah i, I mean I'm, I'm i'm trying to think like is his brother uh this a senator who yeah. you know <laughs> I want you to get on this wildfire project it's going to be the next big thing we'll, we'll work the army in there somehow
1: that's it and, and we'll and, and we'll buy stock so. yeah, yeah, yeah it a, i mean it's it's yeah he's from he's from um uh, he's from kansas the first you know the, the big red ones in kansas so what are you here for and what yeah. what jurisdiction would you have you know and as far as like military you know uh boundaries and and what, what do you bring to the table? Are you like the you know you're, you're you're not the you're not the chief scientist for the army or anything like that? So what, why are you here?
0: Yeah, and, and Scoop. Well, he was he was in charge of Wildfire because he's the one that was doing the testifying at the you know at yeah. the post mortem. Um, but I don't know if he's the military liaison for Wildfire, and if so, who was sponsoring Scoop? Was that an army? I, I, the army wouldn't be handling satellites. That would either be Space Command, or um, I'm, I'm trying to think of who you know, like like who would be operating it. it would be it would be Space Command, the NRO, CIA. Um, well, also,
1: I mean, you you have the you know the the Fort Detrick, you know, who oh, handles, yeah. you know, so it's a disease. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the Fort Detrick crap. Yeah.
0: So Which, yeah, so he's he's like responsible for uh, nerve gas and bioweapons. Well, so also maybe... also biological. Yeah, so, yeah. So
1: I mean, you know, which is why uh, you know 20, 20, 25 years later, we have a uh, Dustin Hoffman, you know, chewing up the scenery in Outbreak. Yeah, you know, and a, a, another guy who's you know like like twenty years too old to the rank he's playing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's 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 where it is. I mean, if, if that would be the army tie-in that they're looking for bio warfare stuff. But... Right. But again, because... and you know,
1: but but they would be. Different people with different patches. I mean, that's that's a whole you know separate organization there that deals.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't be with the First Infantry. I wouldn't and, think That's and, and, and
1: he and he and he wouldn't and he wouldn't be flying in in a Jet Ranger from Vandenberg.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, <laughs> it it just kind of gives you a headache watching this, but it's it's just fun to see how Robert Wise. I mean, this is Robert Wise's Hollywood. Yeah. I mean I, uh, I love
1: the fact that Robert Wise directed this and also did West Side Story. Yeah. And and Sound of Music. <laughs> I mean you don't you don't get that kind of versatility.
0: No, no, you know Star Trek the motion picture. It's it's all no, his. I, and I, um yeah, you you can't you can't push him back for being uh you're not you don't know enough about making movies. I mean, gosh, he edited Citizen Kane. Yes. You know, it's it's that that's where he's at, and he's great with split diopters and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to factual details, it gets a little little hairy. But this is how, this is how he pictures, you know, army. I think he's picturing like little plastic army guys that you move around here. And we're gonna have a bunch of these guys here and a bunch of these guys here, and this is how it's gonna. Kind of work and it, this isn't atypical for 1970 this is no, no. there do you have do you have a uh, um a surprising or you know any kind of like gee this is pretty close to real life for a 19 for a 1970 film or, or any film in the 70s that would be close to well, yeah that that
1: Ellie's Heroes comes out when 68 69
0: 69 70. yeah or um, yeah it might be 70 yeah that is a very realistic
1: film um, Patton obviously is well done, except that they hired the Spanish army to play the American army. <laughs> um, there there was literally a price sheet back in the in the '60s and '70s where if you shot in Spain, you know they had a price sheet on what it cost to get a tank or a corporal or what. I mean, you literally wow. had a menu of what you wanted <laughs> to order from the Spanish army. A um,
0: smorgasbord of, of of Spanish army men. Um,
1: it's, it's it's ridiculous. But I mean, it worked for Spain. Obviously, they needed the money. It worked for Hollywood because they could buy You know, they could rent a whole army. Um, but yeah, there were there were there were films
0: back then that were trying to get it right. Um, yeah, wait, wait. You said Kelly's Heroes, including uh, Donald Sutherland. Well, I mean, so, okay. <laughs> so if you
1: look at Kelly's Heroes, it is in a lot of ways very well done. Okay. And then and which i which i think if you're going to have a character like oddball you're going to have the whole tank crew then you have to you have to ground it in a kind of reality and i think that's yeah. why it works it's not just a farce because like the scenes um, the combat scenes are actually pretty well done yeah you know true. i mean the uniforms are pretty well done it's just that you know that, that then you can you can have oddball you know and and you know <laughs> be weird because everything else is kind of like believable, so. yeah.
0: And you can you can carry that through also for the the conceit of uh, the Dirty Dozen. If you if you have, you know, if, if you're pulling these guys out of prison right. and they're all, they all have long shaggy hair and they're not cutting it, then right. you have a built-in story st- storyline in 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 the movie to yeah. explain why they all look like 1968 characters. Um, it's, but
1: what, what's interesting about this is that a lot of the work I do is. I mean, I, I did military advising and film and television, and then I went and did the the, the Afghanistan and, and a lot of stuff related to Afghanistan for a long time. And then I came back to it. So most of my work is in New York, and it's a TV series will have a an episode where they want, you know, the, it's a courtroom drama or whatever. So you're coming in like in the middle of things. Um, and this... this uh, the Andromeda Strain reminds me of that because it's not a military film. It just has a couple of military scenes, but they certainly could have stood to have somebody to say, this would make this a lot more realistic. You know, these uniforms, I mean, the uniforms aren't wrong, but they're not worn correctly. Um, you know, the actors don't seem to have a sense of of what being in the military is like. So it's a, it's a lot of little stuff that that sort of contributes to the these scenes that are just, eye-rollingly dumb would have been easy to fix so
0: yeah i uh, the thing that bugs me with this is these guys have been in a they've they've been in a helicopter for hours flying out here right and uh manchek asks the uh the army lieutenant has has wildfire been informed and he said you mean the germ people people. sure and it's like yeah, you know how we've been out at Vandenberg and we've been talking a wildfire the whole time and all this, stuff, and <laughs> he didn't know the name of the of of the yeah, the project. Exactly. And like, yeah, I w- I would think they're all in the loop on this, so it just
1: well, it's also it's like if if you know about it, it's because you're cleared to know about it because obviously it's among the, the the highest kept secrets in the government right now. Yeah. So. so you wouldn't have this casual relationship, of, oh, the germ people.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Should we say this in front of the guy that's running the, yeah. the tape recorder, who might not be cleared? It's, right, exactly. Um, there, there would be oh, a... you mean that see- secret thing that's going on out in Flat Rock, Nevada? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just that, that. It's little stuff like that, especially when they built it, like earlier in the movie. You know, you have this the setup where they do the exposition where. Uh, Dr. Stone gets handed the wildfire uh, folder and it says, you know, penalty for, uh, unauthorized use is $20,000 or five years in jail. And, you know, it's like, okay, this is a big secret. So if this guy doesn't know about wildfire, I I think Manchek would stop talking at that point. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Like you go go over and look at those rocks. I'm going to talk to the general,
0: (sighs) go go polish the helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> tell, tell the pilot to turn it off. The, gr- um, the
1: grown-ups are going to talk.
0: Yeah, and, and, and Manchik's, Manchik's attitude here, where he's like, uh, he said, well, it went out on the Scrambler an hour ago, and he says, well, you know, this they can't ignore. And it's like, well, this, did Manchik's fingers break off? Do they do they not have a phone line that goes directly to Wildfire? Can you not have them announce over the PA, hey, pick up on line two? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And, and clean up, man, aisle five. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dead monkey in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, do they only have outbound on, does Wildfire only have outbound communications?
1: Well, you know, and it goes back. So, so we're sending a general officer to look at this plane crash. Why wouldn't you send a general officer to Wildfire to go to the little, you know, like, like faux agriculture station and go, I need some answers. Who's here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Put put the helicopter down right in the middle of Barleyville. Enough of this, you know, nonsense. Um, I mean, I know can, they're they're trying to keep it from Soviet satellites, but come well, you, on,
1: you could fly there in an old crop duster.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, you,
1: you could you could get uh, you know Jim Quaid to come over from uh, Independence Day and yeah. <laughs> Randy Quaid, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, Randy. Yeah, yeah. No, just like, yeah, uh, why don't you come over here? put it down in the field man check come on
1: you're a drunk come on uh
0: it's a it's a it's a it's a terrible movie that I still love I just I this this movie uh it 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 tears me up taking it apart like this but I I think that's part of the enjoyment of the film there's just so much there's so many questions and nothing nothing gets answered you never under you know there's such a uh a a wall of nonsense (laughs) You know, it's it's funny because
1: I um, the film still holds up. It's still a good film. Yeah. Most of these scenes, if you didn't go back and look at them, would kind of, you know, just. I mean, like I said, for for you and I who know about this stuff, you know, it's kind of like, yikes. But I don't think most people know or care.
0: No, it, you know, it, it, it moves, the, the, the story is well told, you, yeah. you don't, you don't, I don't think you lose anybody along the way, like what are they doing now, what are they doing now, because they pretty much explain everything that's going on to you, Right. and whether they're holding, you know, if they're holding the forceps the wrong way, or if they're working this machine right. or that, it doesn't really matter in the long run, it's it's telling you a good story, and it's all being set up for the final scene that's you <laughs> been telegraphed since the beginning of the movie, um, but and and it really doesn't matter if they if they solved the problem. You know, it, they're, they're given an issue. This is like watching an episode of Star Trek. You you know you're given an issue. They've got to figure it out. Okay, they've figured it out. And you, you know you, you hand it to the audience. Here we figured it out. And we've had a lot of mishaps along the way, but we we managed to get to get where we needed to.
1: We resolved it by God.
0: Yeah. By by knowing how to work knobs and control. I mean, we will get the guy. As we're ending this minute, it's, we're back with a guy from uh, from Star Trek who told. Uh, uh, scotty that his his ship should be hauled away as garbage yeah you know so it's uh michael pataki my, my favorite favorite guy in this show the mc the t all he all he does is talk to people about how wonderful it is here on the the fifth floor and how great everybody is coming in and doing the job that he knows how to do so, uh, what a guy uh, wow well rory thanks so much for being on the show you are always a uh uh, a pleasure to have on because <laughs> i i feel like i'm not losing my mind looking at <laughs> it's like, all your it's suspicions like... are confirmed yeah it's like i wasn't in the military but i know that's not the military um but it's it's ho- ho- hollywood's army is is well in force <laughs> um they're on, they're on the front lines in front of the cameras today uh wow well, um, I do want. How can uh, I, I know we I, we have a lot of movie people listening to the show that, that that build movies. How can they find you to uh, if they need a military advisor on their show? Where can they find you?
1: Uh, you could find me on uh, IMDb Pro uh, as Rory Elward. and um, yeah, that's probably the easiest
0: way. That's the place to get you. Okay, great. Well, um, again, thanks for being on the show. I may have you on again because there are <laughs> some military things coming up in the future. Excellent. Uh, but, but i love to have you on again uh thank you thank you again and uh for folks who have missed previous episodes rory's out there on on our show several times so uh, go check out every previous episode is available at the big site andromeda com or on apple podcast spotify TuneIn, in wherever you get your your favorite podcast we're probably there uh, we will see you here next week uh, as we continue to probe deeply into uh, what's what's going on with this uh, strange virus called Andromeda. Uh, in the meantime, please do the three things that will help get rid of this plague as soon as possible. Uh, wash your hands, uh, stay six feet apart, and please wear a mask. My wife made me a really nice, cool Star Trek mask. It doesn't have the Klingon guy on it, but uh, it's says Star Trek it, so I feel a lot cooler just wearing it. Uh, anyway, we'll see you here next week on the Andromeda Minute.